week of football, weekend of football, lots of big games on the docket, and it's definitely an exciting time of year. Kyle, talk a little bit about Trayvon Diggs and just what he has meant to this this football team. I mean, I, I've been. It just seems like he's playing with a little swagger that he may not have had last year, or maybe he did. And I just didn't notice. Yeah, no, I think that swagger is is confidence ultimately for the second year man, and I think Trayvon Diggs has done something that no one has been able to do in years, and that's give the Cowboys a lockdown corner who can force turnovers because even. Going back to the Byron Jones days, and Byron Jones was certainly a really good cornerback and, and was able to take away a third of the field at any given moment from an opposing offense. Uh, but Trayvon Diggs is just different in that regard. I mean, the way that he can jump around and pick off a pass, the way he has the ability to, to elevate and almost levitate to get to a football, he hasn't made one of those grabs yet, but he's just a couple inches away from making one of those as well. I mean, you have to go all the way back to the, the Everson Walls days, he, Charlie Waters days. I mean, that's the kind of company that he's starting to become a part of with the start that he's had. I mean, he's the first player since Everson Walls to start a season with a three-game interception streak. He's had a pick in all three games. He's the first one since 1985, which was Walls, in order to, to pick that football off in three straight games to start a season. If he does it again this week, against Matt Rule and the Carolina Panthers, then guess what? He's the first one ever to do that for the Dallas Cowboys, and he would join Charlie Waters, who did it a couple of times, as the longest streak uh, in Cowboys franchise history with four straight games, no matter what the week is. So anytime you're in that company with some of the greats of the Cowboys organization, you're doing yourself a pretty good job, uh, even into year number two. Kyle, how impressive is it with Dan Quinn, the way he's been able to spin and adjust and put players in good position to be successful with this defense with all the moving parts that he has? You know, it's ultra impressive. I mean, the way that he has come in and immediately taken charge, told the front office, hey, this is what we need to be successful. I want you to go out and get a couple big safeties, okay? They did that. They bring in a DeMonte KZ, Jaron Curse, uh, Malik Hooker. Hey, I need a couple guys up front that are going to be able to, to, to cause some, some havoc, wreak some havoc in the interior of the defensive line. Okay, let's go draft Osa Adigizua, sign Carlos Watkins, uh, make sure that you bring back uh, Demarcus Lawrence and, uh, and a Randy Gregory to full health. Now, those guys haven't been on the field together since week one, but you're still getting pressure from the defensive line. And I think that's a credit to the plan that has been executed by Dan Quinn ever since coming over and, and signing on this offseason as the new defensive coordinator. And then also just his hands-on approach with some of these players, especially the defensive line and the younger players. The, the, the front seven for the Cowboys, I think, has really been poured into. Micah Parsons, of course, having to go from linebacker to edge rusher the last couple of weeks just because of the necessity uh, and the missing pieces on that line. That's a Dan Quinn decision. And if he wasn't so hands-on, I might feel a little bit uh, hesitant to do that more often. But it's the fact that he's been able to teach Micah Parsons. I remember being out in Oxnard and watching him work with Micah one-on-one with the pass-rushing ability. He's confident in his players, and I think that definitely has returned the other direction. His players are really confident in what he's selling, and so far you can see it translating to the field. You mentioned Randy Gregory. What, what's his situation? Well, Gregory's back and healthy. He missed that second game of the year with the, the COVID reserve list. He's back 
Uh, he did kind of get banged up in practice this week. Did yeah, that's, that's what I was referring yesterday. to. Yeah, that's what I was yeah, referring so to. Sorry. I don't know. It, we don't have a ton of clarification. Mike McCarthy talked about it just very generically today in his press conference. But Gregory, he was a little banged up. I think they said it might have been a, a hamstring or a calf. It was nothing uh, to be concerned about. I mean, he was still out at practice. He didn't participate. But usually if, 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 if it's going to be a longer-term thing, if it's something that could potentially keep a player out for even a little bit of time, then usually you would see them working out and, and stretching and doing the, the, the physical bands and a couple different things on the side. Randy was basically there just watching and, and having fun. I mean, he was smiling, running around, laughing. I don't think we're really – uh, going to look at this week as uh, a questionable deal with Randy Gregory. I think at least from what we've seen and what we've uh, compared it to in the past, I think he'll be good to go come Sunday. Kyle, Kellen Moore seems to be have gotten in a good rhythm the last couple of football games. Is he starting to feel it a little bit better and understand how to set things up and really dial into this offense even deeper? I think you're exactly right. You know how it is with a basketball game, right? And You make one shot from the three-point land after you maybe have clanked a couple back and forth, and, hey, maybe I can do that again. Oh, let me switch it from deep this time. Oh, there's two in a row. And then you start getting hot. You start getting on a run. That's what Kellen Moore is doing right now. I mean, he might have clanked a couple from deep a couple times last year, and, sure, he had been learning and finding a rhythm, he has that rhythm now. He doesn't need to find it anymore. He is firing on all cylinders. And that's also a credit to the personnel that he has to work with. I mean, you're looking at two tailbacks that are off to fantastic starts, and it really poured into uh, their craft throughout the offseason to get to this point. Tony Pollard, Ezekiel Elliott look as good as they ever have been. Uh, and then even with guys like Michael Gallup missing and Lyle Collins missing, the offensive line and the wide receiving core hasn't missed a beat as well. And I think all of that is put together with the return of Dak Prescott. He's really the, the key that makes this thing go. But right now I think Kellen Moore has had three straight games where he's been ultra impressive uh, in play calling. I think he's confident in what Dak Prescott can do. Dak being as successful as he has been, it's really been an extension of Kellen Moore, I think, in that coaching staff because of how well he's been able to pick apart defenses on the other side of the line of scrimmage and and I'm I'm certainly excited to see just how far this thing goes and just how long this offense can keep it up well with all of that said how do you see this game on Sunday well it's going to be fun because right now Carolina defensively has been completely flipped over by two names that Central Texas knows very well Matt Rule and Phil Snow I mean, those two guys have done a fantastic job of taking a defense that was in the bottom three in the NFL two years ago. They were 21st in yards allowed last year, and now they're the top team in terms of yards allowed, passing yards allowed, and rushing yards allowed through the first three weeks of the season. It has been a complete overhaul. Of course, they spent every single draft pick a year ago on the defensive side of the football. They loaded it up again this year with a couple top picks, including J.C. Horn, who's unavailable, but then they go out and get C.J. Henderson, who was the ninth overall pick in last year's draft. So I'm really excited to see just how good this Carolina team is defensively because they haven't played a ton of great competition. It was the Jets, then the Saints, and then last week they faced the Houston Texans down on the Gulf Coast. So now – 
you got a chance against a top-notch offense in the NFL. I have no worries that the Cowboys are going to put up some numbers, put up points, because that's how good this offense is. And much like I was just talking about, that's how much of a rhythm Kellen Moore is in. However, I, I want to see just how quickly this Carolina defense can adjust. Can Snow, can Rule, will this team into making it close? But at the moment, I really don't see that happening, and I think the Cowboys have an advantage. All right, Kyle, tell us, uh, what do you got going this weekend? Nothing crazy this weekend. I've got a game tonight here at about an hour and a half uh, here at the Star in Frisco. It's two undefeated teams. It's Frisco Liberty and Frisco High, the original Frisco, as you could say. Both teams uh, 4-0 and and 5-0, and respectively. So it should be a lot of fun tonight. And then uh, I'm off in terms of college games up until uh, August 24th. So I've got some time off between now and then. Kyle, we appreciate it. Enjoy the game on Sunday, the Cowboys in Carolina. We uh, we appreciate your time today, as always. Absolutely, guys. Thanks for having me, as always. Talk to you soon. That is it. Kyle Yeoman from the Cowboy Network and uh, uh, the Cowboys in Carolina coming up Sunday, 11 a.m. with the pregame and then the uh, kick at 12 noon. It's 545. This is ESPN Central Texas, and we're going to talk about uh, those special gifts that you can get from the gift store headquarters for the heart of Texas. We're talking about Morrison's gifts.